Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Miguel. I am the host of Strategy Rewind Podcast, a podcast that focuses on the mindset and strategy needed for a breakthrough moment. I'm so excited that you would be connected here today. I wanted to engage with you all in the question of what makes you afraid. Oftentimes when we talk about personal growth, we talk about setting goals and becoming the best version possible, we never really identify what is it that makes us afraid. So if you're listening on the Wisdom application, please feel free to smash that button, join the conversation of maybe sharing what makes you afraid. I'll go ahead and start the conversation. Of course, if you're listening on the Wisdom application, I also want to encourage you to check out my podcast, Strategy Rewind Podcast. And if you're listening on the Strategy Rewind Podcast through your favorite audio streaming platform, please consider downloading the Wisdom application as that allows you to become part of the conversation. What makes you afraid? What makes me afraid is the idea that I would be stagnant the idea that I would not grow, the idea that I would not excel, the idea that years from now I would look back and I was still in the same place, doing the same thing, having the same conversations, thinking the same thoughts, and not having new ideas. That idea of stagnation to me is scary. It's, it really is what pushes me out of bed in the morning when the alarm clock goes off. It's what pushes me to go to bed early. It's what pushes me to read, to do the work, to discover more of who I am and what I can do and test the limits. So the idea of five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, or even the day that I would be on my deathbed. Can you imagine that moment that you're on your deathbed and the doctor says, hey, make sure all of your affairs are in order because You've got less than 24 hours. And we often think about that while we are healthy. Like it may be that you would say, if I only had 24 hours to live, I would do all of these things. But the truth is, I think a more powerful thought is, imagine if you were on your deathbed, where you no longer have the strength, you no longer have the ability, and yet the doctors say you only have 24 hours to live. And now, all of those thoughts of what I coulda, shoulda, but not only do I not have time on my side because, well, doctor just said I got 24, but, but I don't even have the strength, the resource, the ability. Sure, my mind may want to do it, and I may have all this knowledge, but now my body can't do what my mind wanted to do. That thought, to me, is a very scary thought. The idea that 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 would happen, that that life has taken place and yet never grew or never grew into the person I could have. To me, that's scary. And so to combat that fear or rather to resolve that fear, I try to imagine that moment. Like when I meditate, that's what I think about. The moment that. You know, for me, I believe in God. And so for me, it's like, I can imagine that moment that I'm before the throne of God. And he asks me, hey, what did you do with the gifts, the talents, the resources that I gave you, the connections, the relationships? It would be a horrible thing to think of that moment. I didn't do enough. 
And so that to me is so scary that it pushes me to try to be better. And I've often said, choose your fear because you can choose what you're more afraid of. Like, are you more afraid of rejection or are you more afraid of stagnation? Well, I'm more afraid of stagnation. So even if I get rejected, so what? At least I tried. Now you can pick your fear. Are you more afraid of someone saying no or never even trying? I'm more afraid of never even trying. What are you more afraid of? What are you more scared of? What is it that really scares you straight? And to me, it's this idea that I would have left too much on the table. Like when I look back in my life that if I would realize I could have done more, that feeling of I could have done more is not a good feeling. And so I wanted to engage in a conversation with you all here today. What's something that makes you afraid? And I'm not talking about being afraid of the dark or Maybe you are afraid of spiders or <laughs> creepy crawly things, which I get that. I'm talking about that thing that you're afraid of that you say, I need to push forward. Like that thing that actually makes you go forward. Because yes, there are fears that paralyze us, but there are also fears where we know I've come too far to surrender. We often associate fear of being afraid as something that destroys us. But the truth is that when fear comes, it is in that moment that we must be reminded that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power and of dominion. And so we have to that point make a choice. Shall I allow this fear to overcome me? Shall I allow this fear to paralyze me? Should I allow this fear to put me in a position where I can't grow? Or should I be courageous? Should I be bold? Because the idea of courage is not the absence of fear, it's what to do in the face of fear. For this reason, when we talk about goal setting and when we talk about actually taking on that journey, I've often spoken and said that it's encountering giants and dragons. And I like that illustration. I like that illustration of the hero's journey, that illustration of knowing that you encounter dragons and giants, because the truth is, that there are these moments, very real, very intense moments in your life, in your journey, where you can second guess and ask yourself, should I keep going forward? Would it be safer for me to turn around? And not too long ago. Not too long ago, I was watching a movie with my children. It's a movie we've seen before, but yet, they wanted to see it, and so we did. It's the movie of Moana. <laughs> what I like about this movie is that there's some subtle there's some subtle lessons here that we can easily overlook, which is the moment that she stands at the edge of the water and she says, "I've been looking at the water, and I've been standing at the edge of the water and And she's conflicted because everyone is telling her, "Stay on the shore." However, she understands that the water is calling her, that side of exploration is calling her. And so now she has to determine, what am I more afraid of? Am I more afraid of what the repercussions will be of what everyone is saying, or am I more afraid of never discovering what's on the other side? And this is the question of today: What makes you afraid? Are you more afraid of doing that 
that workout one more time? Or are you more afraid of actually losing the results you've seen? Are you more afraid of, of settling? Or are you more afraid of entering a relationship you shouldn't be in? Think about this. This is, this is today's question. What makes you afraid? And then I suppose a follow-up to that that we should consider is are you allowing that to paralyze you? The truth is that oftentimes we all face doubt, we all face insecurities, we all face anxiety, we all have fallen in those situations. And maybe you're listening and you're saying, no, not me, we'll find not you, me, me. I've fallen in those situations. I found myself in those moments where I'm filled with anxiety. I found myself in those situations where I'm battling with depression that I no longer like or feel the joy in the things that I'm doing. I found myself in those positions. I found myself in the position where I allowed fear to overcome. I found myself in those positions where I had to say, wait a minute, am I going to allow this to stay the way it is? Or am I more afraid of living this life that isn't the life I want to live? Or am I more afraid of actually at least attempting it? And so in those moments of when I felt depression and, and I put so much stock in what should have been or what I thought should have been or what I could have done or what didn't happen. It was in those moments that I had to feed my faith and I had to remind myself of those moments of breakthrough because what happens oftentimes is that, and I'm not attempting to generalize by any means, but at least my experience with depression was that I was stuck on what I thought should have happened and the fact that it did not happen. And so it robbed me of the joy of everything else. But I had to feed my faith to remind myself, wait a minute, there's been a lot of good things that have happened. And while I may not understand everything, I've seen providence, I've seen blessing in all these different areas. And at the same time, when I faced anxiety, I had to realize that I was using today's energy on problems that may or may not come up tomorrow. And if I'm using today's energy on problems that may or may not come up tomorrow, then I'm not equipped to resolve the problems that will show up today because each day will bring its own problems. So it would be smart of me to not focus too far ahead in the future to things I cannot determine and take hold of what is in front of me right now. Now, I'm not saying don't plan for the future. After all, as a personal growth strategist, that's where we kind of talk, right? We have these conversations of where do you want to be three months from now, six months from now? Where do you want to be 13 months from now? And we plan for that. But while we plan for that, we celebrate today's wins. We celebrate today's lessons. And we look towards the future with great optimism. And that at least for me was the, the way that I was able to overcome that anxiety. I had to refocus my mind. No, today is today. Tomorrow is tomorrow. And there's enough grace and enough mercy and enough blessings in tomorrow that I cannot overlook the grace and the mercy and the blessings that I have access to today. Of course, surrounding yourself with people that nourish your vision helps. Because in those moments of difficulty where maybe you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, those individuals around you, they can help you see that light at the end of the tunnel. But so often we are overwhelmed with fear. We are paralyzed with fear. 
so much so that we can't even dare to dream. This is what happens if, if you have little children or if you can remember your thoughts when you were a kid, that oftentimes kids are afraid of the dark. And in the fear of the dark, what happens is that they dare not go to sleep. They dare not dream because they think that what they'll dream is going to be bad. And oftentimes, you and I are the same way, in which we are so afraid that instead of attempting to move forward, instead of attempting to dream, we are so afraid that we dare not close our eyes and dream. We dare not even think of the possibility that there could be something greater. We dare not awaken our imagination. Instead, instead we avoid it altogether like a kid that's afraid of the dark or or thinks they see an arm trying to creep through the window but indeed it's just the branches outside that are scratching against the wall so what makes you afraid and again i suppose the follow up could be what do you do with that fear but but really what makes you afraid what makes you afraid is it is it the idea that you won't grow or is it that idea of having to grow you'll also have to change because oftentimes people criticize change and they say you've changed as though, as though that's a negative thing the truth is we all want to change because we know that when we change that means that we're also growing that would be the idea that i am changing that when you look at me i don't sound the same as five years ago ten years ago that you say hmm this guy this guy's on a different level now that would be the ideal right not that you hear me when i was 12 and you hear me when i was 32 and you say this, this guy is not <laughs> you would say there's something wrong with that so change is required in order to see growth. But here lies the question, are you more afraid of change and what that will mean? Or are you more afraid, are you more afraid of staying the same? And of course, change sometimes is brought about not only by your mindset or your thoughts and your habits, but sometimes what has to change is your relationships. Because we invest time, we put so much stock in relationships that are actually poisonous and not prosperous. And so it's like, well, I don't want to get out of this relationship because, you know, it's like the devil, you know, at least I know who I'm dealing with. Well, that that doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to stay somewhere knowing that you're being broken down, knowing that you could do better, knowing that you could live a better life? And when I say do better, I don't mean that there's a better person out there. I mean that you could literally do better. You could do better. But instead, in that relationship, in that environment, in that situation, you're only doing what you think is allowed to be done. You're only doing as far as you can do. So there is some uncomfortable nature there in embracing the possibilities. And yes, there is also some fear. So now the question is, what are you more afraid of? What are you afraid of? So as you're entering the room here on Wisdom, if you want to join the conversation, if there's something that resonates with you, or even if you're if you're willing to share your answer of what makes you afraid, hey, hit that button, join the conversation. I definitely want to hear from all of you. For me, what makes me afraid is stagnation. For me, the idea that I may be 
stuck, that I would not move, that I would not grow, that I would not accomplish the things I should be accomplishing, that 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 makes me afraid. For me, the idea that the idea that I may be in my deathbed and and I look at my children all grown up and that I tell them don't don't be like me. I could have done all these things. Like I don't want to be that guy. That's not the guy I want to be. That's not the dad I want to be. That's not the husband I want to be. That's not the brother, the cousin, the neighbor, the leader. That's not the mentor. That's not the person I want to be. I can't be that version. I want it to be that if I were in my deathbed and the doctor said, you got 24 hours left, that I could bring all my kids and grandkids into the room and I say, hey, let me tell you about my life. Let me tell you about some things I did about the people that I met, the people that I impacted, the communities that I built, the the, the ability that I had to communicate with others. Let me, let me tell you about my time. That's what I would love to, to see happen as opposed to feeling of regret. And let me be clear here. Oftentimes people say that they don't feel regret. I think regret is a positive thing. I don't think regret is a negative thing. There are things that I regret, that if I go go back in time with the mindset that I have now, because that to me is the key. Like people always say, I would never go back. Yeah, you would never go back to start over. But if you could go back with the lessons you've learned now and the intelligence and the wisdom and the knowledge you know now and the perspective you have now, can you imagine you? I mean, your life would be entirely different. You would be in a different you would be a different person. And so when I look back, when I think about regrets, the way I think about regrets is, are there moments, are there things that took place that I misread the moment, that I thought it was going to go one way and it went another, and maybe I didn't know enough, maybe the people around me didn't give me enough tools, enough information. Yeah, there are those moments. Now, do I live in that regret? No, I don't live in the regret. But when I am reminded because of nostalgia or because of other conversations or other people that I see that are in similar situation, when I am reminded of those events, I tell them, hey, listen, watch out for this. Not from a place of, man, I regret. No, 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 because I'm not living in that. And I think there lies the difference between a lesson you've learned and some emotion that is still tied to an experience. Because there are people that are having experiences or that have had experiences, and in that experience, they still have an emotional tie. And so it's like if it happened yesterday. And I'm not talking about that. You should look to gain the proper tools and do the proper dissecting and learning to be able to overcome that. That when you talk about that moment, no longer is there so much emotion tied to that because that can breed bitterness, frustration, irritation, etc. But rather that you could look at it objectively as a lesson, almost as if you read a book but you know exactly what the people went through and felt. And you can you can see yourself. You can see that moment. And, and then you can extract the lessons and say, hey, hey you're going to want to be careful for this because th- there's some things here that you may not be seeing, which is X, Y, Z. So there is a way to gain lessons from regret. The idea that regrets are wrong or bad or is not a good thing. I, I don't subscribe to that. I do, however, think we shouldn't live in regret. And I think there lies the big issue, that there's a lot of people living in regret, living in what I could have done, what I could have said, 
where I could have gone, whom I could have been, X, Y, Z, right? All these coulda, woulda, shouldas. And so to combat that, I ask, what makes you afraid? It's like, yeah, you want to feel better. You want to do better. You want to grow. You want to excel. You want to be prosperous. You want to do all these amazing things. But think about what makes you afraid. Like if your values, and this is why it's so important to define your core values, because if your values is I want to have credibility, okay, what destroys credibility? Lying, okay? What are you more afraid when an opportunity comes that calls you to be someone who's untruthful? What are you more afraid of? That that opportunity would go away or that because of that opportunity, you would be considered a liar? and that you would lose credibility. Do you see how your values come into play with this? Your values actually create a compass that you can say, no, listen, listen, I want all the opportunities that I can, but not at the uh, cost of violating one of my values. Because I, I don't wanna be that guy. I don't wanna be that person who, who says, these are my non-negotiables, and then negotiates on the non-negotiables. And so you have to begin to define your core values because I believe that'll help you in a lot of areas of life. And so maybe you're listening and you're saying, okay, I don't know where to start to define my core values. Head over to my website, miguellebron.com, and there you can click on core values and you can see a list of 40 core values that you can select from. Now, what I recommend is selecting about four. The idea here is that it is like a compass, right? And a compass has four directions, north, east, south, and west. And so the idea would be that you look at the list and you say, okay, these are the four core values of my life. Great. So now when you're when you encounter these quote unquote opportunities, it becomes very easier for you to say yes or no, because you can ask yourself very quickly, does this align with my core values? Yes. OK, then I will do it. No. Now, what are you more afraid of? Right? What are you more afraid of? Are you more afraid of saying no and that the other person be bothered or are you more afraid of violating your values? This is how this works, ladies and gentlemen. And, and let me tell you that this is a muscle that we have to train, where every day you have to ask yourself the question, am I more afraid of losing out on X, Y, Z or violating my values? Am I, am I more afraid of becoming this person or losing? You, you have to begin to define as people come with offers, as people ask, hey, can you do this? Can you go here? Can you do this? Can you be that person? Can you look like this? Can you? And, and so many times we just say yes, 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 because I can do it, because it's them, because they're asking me, because of right X, Y, Z. And it's like, if you were to define your values, it may be much easier for you to combat. And when I say much easier, It'll be much easier because you can ask yourself the question, what am I more afraid of? Am I more afraid of on saying no to this person or am I more afraid of violating my values, my non-negotiables? So what makes you afraid? That's today's question. 
I want to thank everyone who's being connected here today. So, so excited that you're connected here. If you want to smash that button, become a guest and part of the conversation, feel free to do so. The question is, what makes you afraid? And as it relates to your personal growth, your development, well, it's very important to know what makes you afraid. Right? It's very important. There's this interview of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He, he's, he's, he's a scientist, a physicist, but he, he's on an interview with, uh, with Joe Rogan. And he says that there was all these qualities that he was looking for in a companion and his wife filled out all those boxes. And so he pursued a relationship he uh, allowed the relationship to mature. They grew in, in love and they've been in love for and in, in a marriage for over 30 some odd years. And um, and in the conversation, it wasn't with Joe Rogan. I apologize. It was with Pat Bet David on the on the Pat Bet David podcast. And they ask him the question, hey, how do you know that your wife is still the one? How do you know that that you made the right decision so many years later? And he responds and says, I'm not blind and I'm still a man. So when I look around, he says, and I see other women and I say, OK, they're funny. They may be attractive. They may have all of these qualities. But then I come down to so many others that I realize, oh, no, they don't measure up to my to my wife. And he says, and so this reconfirms that I made the right choice. And so I present to you this this illustration. I present to you this scenario because oftentimes when we are about to make a choice, we, number one, don't consider what the possible outcome is. However, at the same time, while we may be able to calculate the outcome, meaning if you hang around with someone who is honest, well, you can you can almost bet that this person is going to always be truthful, right? Because they're an honest person. That's within their character. So in a sense, we've already determined the outcome, right? They are an honest person. They will tell the truth, right? That's it's it's that's easy to, to determine, right? You go to work, they're going to give you a paycheck. Okay, there you go. That's easy. The outcome there is determined. Many of us, before we even get the paycheck, is already spent, right? Because we know the outcome. We already almost, quote, unquote, know the future. When we talk about what makes you afraid and when we talk about having your core values and we talk about saying no to these opportunities that may seem like an opportunity, we don't know what the outcome may be. But at the very least, what you would want is to feel confident in your decision, that you have made the best decision with the information you have and that you have not violated yourself in the process of trying to getting ahead. So that. 10 years from now, when you look back, you would say, man, I made that decision and it led to all these things, but I'm happy I made that decision. I could have gone another way. I could have maybe even been more prosperous, but I can sleep with myself. I can be happy with myself because I know I made the right choice. I didn't sell my soul, right? I didn't sell my soul to try to get ahead. I did it by withstanding the onslaught that came by the reasoning of me believing in my values and standing with those values. Now, I'll tell you this, as we get ready to conclude here our conversation, your values need to be reevaluated consistently. Think about this. Your values determine your perspective 
and they also determine your worldview. Consider the moments that you have judged other people. Most often you've judged them not based upon information that you have or don't have. You've judged them based upon your worldview, based upon your values. And so the world that you and I live in is consistently changing. And if the world is consistently changing, you may or may not have realized it, but you are also changing. You would want to be conscious about this change. However, the world is changing and you're also changing. The decisions that you made yesterday most likely are not the same ones you'll make today because of information, resources, experience, etc. And when I say yesterday and tomorrow, I'm not referring to a 24-hour time period. I'm saying yesterday in the past, today in the present, or even tomorrow in the future, right? The decisions you make are going to be different because you're different. Resources are different. Ability is different, etc. Wouldn't it be nice that at the very least you can be proud of your decisions, even though you don't know what the result may be? This is when we talk about people that are brave, that are courageous, because they confront the challenges head on. And you say, how is it possible? It's because they have their values well defined. And they're willing to stand up for their values, even if it brings forth difficulty. Because what really should make you afraid is the idea that you would get so far ahead in life, that you would prosper so much, that you would see so many wonderful things in your life, and only at the cost of violating and destroying all of your values. At the end, you wouldn't even realize who you were. And so I ask you. What makes you afraid? Is it the idea that you'll say no to an opportunity that you think is is the opportunity you need? Or is it the idea that you'll say yes and lose out on so much who you are? Thank you so much for being connected here today. Whether you're on the Wisdom Application or on the Strategy Rewind podcast. I encourage you to Stay connected and be part of the conversation. And of course, surround yourself with people that will nourish your vision.